Hello, my name is Faith Murray. I'm certified family law specialist in the state of California. Uh, today I would like to speak with you on part one of what you need to know when you're ready to separate from or divorce uh, from your sponsored immigrant partner or spouse. For ease of reference, when I refer to a spouse, it also means uh, your domestic partner. Uh, in general, when you're sponsoring a person to come into the U.S., you need to sign an affidavit of support, which is a form, is a federal form, uh, available on USCIS.gov. It's form I-864, where you um, basically sign this form promising to accept legal responsibility for financially supporting the sponsored immigrants in the U.S. As a general rule, uh, the affidavit obligates you to financially support this individual, your spouse uh, or your domestic partner, until the, uh, he or she becomes a U.S. citizen uh, or uh, can be credited with 40 quarters of work, uh, die, or they're no longer a permanent residence and residing in, in U.S. It is crucial to note that uh, if you marry a person you sponsored, your sponsorship obligation does not end if you legally separate from or divorce your sponsored spouse. Uh, this means that um, you're, you're still responsible financially even though you may be divorced. So um, if you sponsor the spouse, um, uh, receives any means-tested uh, public benefits such as food stamp, uh, supplemental security income, SSI, uh, Medicaid, uh, temporary assistance for needy families, then you as a sponsor must repay that to these agencies, those agencies uh, uh, that provided them to your sponsored immigrant. And if you do not repay the cost of those benefits, the agency can sue you and collect. Uh, if you ask your family or friends to co-sponsor, meaning that they also sign an affidavit of support because you were not financially able to meet the financial requirements, then uh, that financial obligation also uh, includes your co-sponsor. And again, uh, they also uh, are um, required to financially support this individual uh, for 10 years or until they work for 40 quarters of work or they're no longer a resident. And it does not end, uh, this, this obligation does not end um, if you legally separate from or divorce your sponsored spouse. The affidavit of support that you and perhaps your friend or family uh, signs uh, is considered by court a legally uh, enforceable contract. Uh, this means that not only can the government come after you, the sponsored uh, U.S. citizen, uh, but also uh, the spouse who you brought into this country could do this could do the same. Uh, we had a recent case at Ninth Circuit. Ninth Circuit is a, is a federal court that covers the federal courts in uh, specific jurisdiction or districts, and that's the District of Alaska, Arizona, uh, Central, uh, Eastern, Northern, and um, and Southern California, and the District of Hawaii. Uh, and it enforces the uh, it enforces the uh, the sponsored immigrants. Um, request to enforce the affidavit of support uh, and we had one case uh, in that matter of uh, Erler versus Erler which is a nice circuit case that was published on June 8, 2016. In that case, uh, which I'm going to go over, it was a Ninth Circuit for our jurisdiction, and a subsequent case in marriage of Kumar. Uh, but this case uh, was a California State Court of Appeal that followed uh, the Ninth Circuit case and held that California family law uh, state courts can enforce the affidavit of support and the uh, intended and the intended sponsored immigrant or the immigrant in this country is not required to go to federal court and seek enforcement. They can go to the family court and obtain the support that they require um, based on 
the affidavit of support that was signed by a sponsor uh, in this case. Um, so the fact that our family courts are at the state level um, now and enforcing affidavit of support against the sponsored, uh, sponsoring spouses is very important because many U.S. citizen spouses turn to prenuptial agreement, agreement or pre premarital agreement in order to um, um, make, make, it, make it very clear that neither of the parties are entitled to receive a spousal support. But, uh, for example, in the case I mentioned earlier, there was a premarital agreement, and in that case, court considered that the, um, the affidavit of support uh, that was duly signed uh, trumps over the premarital agreement. So, um, whether a premarital agreement can still be enforced uh, in light of affidavit of support, I believe there are options, but we will discuss that another time. At this time, I'm just going to discuss the issue of affidavit of support and obligation of the sponsor uh, in this case. It's also extremely important to note that the, because the U.S. citizen spouse seeks, a sp seeks a spousal support or alimony, the family court usually um, requires the spouse to show that they have need and that they're going to be at some point self-sufficient. Uh, there are specific family codes for that, but with affidavit of support, there is really uh, no obligation to seek and find employment, and whether the sponsored immigrant is working or earning money will only come into effect when the court considers the amount of support payable. So I give a word of uh, warning to unbury. Do not agree to sponsor or co-sponsor anyone unless you understand and agree that you're accepting the full legal obligation to support the immigrant. And uh, that obligation could last up to 10 years um, and or uh, 40 quarters of work for the sponsored immigrants uh, or until the immigrant is no longer a green card holder uh, or immigrant card, card holder. In my law practice, I handle both family law and immigration law cases, and I have done so many of them for over 16 years. Often I have cases where, uh, my, and I see my colleague cases too, where one party to a marriage comes to the U.S. from an underprivileged uh, country or a country that they had financial, the family didn't have financial means. So the affidavit of support now protects these kind of immigrants coming into this country because they can't just be kicked out on the street. And uh, the prenuptial agreement that is usually customary by many families to have the intended immigrant to sign, it's, it's no longer enforceable in light of affidavit of support based on a Ninth Circuit case. Uh, but again, there are exceptions I think that we will discuss another time uh, or, or exceptions that I think that could be implemented and put into effect. But that said, um, the immigrant spouses who are coming into this country, uh, usually they have you know, not much assets and they're coming here and they are counting on the uh, U.S. citizen to support them and sponsor them and, and uh, assist them. I now see that sponsored immigrants, uh, in light of new court case law from the calls I get, that they're trying to uh, use uh, using the affidavit of support as a bargaining chip with their U.S. citizen spouses, where there is a marital discord because the sponsored spouse, before filing, you know, for divorce, they may try to negotiate that, you know, just assist me to get my permanent residency, and then, you know, I will not seek support. Uh, we will explore later on at another session whether these are even worth the paper that they're written on and whether this is a legal and enforceable contract. I got a lot of calls from sponsored immigrants as well as U.S. citizens that they're trying to find a solution or an easy way to get out of their marriage and avoid having to either pay support or, or forfeit their green card. Uh, I believe I, I will continue to get these calls and um, because the reality is that many of these um, 
these marriages are entered into without much investigations. Um, in many cultures, elders uh, pick uh, the partner and the marriages are arranged, not, not forced per se, but it is arranged and it still happens every day. And many couples have nothing in common except their families, their interests and, uh, and their um, nationality. When an immigrant spouse is brought over to U.S., uh, they may not be able to adjust to, uh, you know, adjust to uh, and, uh, the the lifestyle here. They may not uh, have a lot in common, and uh, and it may take a long time for them to um, adjust, and, and, and they may not be able to adjust as quickly as expected by the U.S. citizen, and they may lack behind culturally, knowledge, and emotionally. So imagine someone sending you to, let's say, Afghanistan, and you uh, are to act like an Afghani and speak the language and be able to assimilate that, uh, the culture, and, and uh, assimilate into the society. Think of another example of a Cambodian national brought over into U.S. and, um, and asked to learn and speak English quickly and, and act like an American and get a job. Your perception of what an American should act like, or uh, could be completely different from your immigrant spouse uh, spouse's perception. And many people do not ask their immigrant spouse about their vision of what life will be like in America, and they really don't communicate as what is their perception and what is their expectations. So there are some disappointments because of not really navigating and, and inquiring from each other uh, better. Sometimes due to control issues, uh, lack of communication, power struggles, an immigrant spouse is kept away from learning English and is uh, sometimes isolated. Uh, this puts a strain on marriage, obviously, and I could tell you um, that many ways that marriages under these circumstances could go wrong. Well, we could talk about it another, in another session. If you're considering a legal separation or divorce uh, from your immigrant spouse, consider meeting with an attorney and try to mediate uh, your dissolution uh, by being fair to one another. We all have our own perceptions. Uh, both parties need to try to look at things uh, from their spouse point of view uh, to reach out to each other and hopefully understand each other better. Uh, there is always a solution if, if you're open to, to listen and, and understand uh, best you could uh, what other party's perception is. When you meet with, with your attorney, you, sh you should um, come away understanding what solution serves you, uh, or better yet, what solution serves your family. Uh, taking a, a global look at all the issues that you have and try to find a solution for you. I hope this, this uh, assisted you and give you insight into some of the issues that you may face if you are interested or, um, or to sponsor someone or you have a sponsored an immigrant, in particular a spouse, and you are ready to uh, separate from or divorce uh, your spouse. It's a global view of those issues and I hope will assist you as you proceed with this chapter of your life. Uh, thank you and have a beautiful day.